Got to get caught up from all the other C- other other shows on CW. <laughs> yeah, it could take a while because there's so many good ones now. Oh yeah, but I got a buddy uh, where we make like a weekly like uh, push to to catch all the the CW shows and uh, Agents of Shield and stuff in in one night. Rob, do you mean you end up you really do watch like four or five shows, or you just? Oh couple? yeah. Wow! Wow! I, I, like <laughs> that's like a weekly thing for us. That's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> I am John, Wookiee impersonator and a Ladrin warlock with the Warriors of the Stars. Along came Jason, my bearded friend. Fabulous secret ideas revealed to me the day he came to my house and said, I want to make a podcast! Only two others share this secret. I am Chris Visions. I like walks on the beach, sunsets, poodles. What's up, everybody? Morphin' time. Hi, I'm Rick Remender. I love games. I love video games. At Emerald City Comic Con! Hi, I'm Christopher Sabella. Hi, this is Ashley Eckstein, voice of Ahsoka Tano. Rob, the artist. Hey, everybody, how are you doing? Robbie Amell! What's up, guys? It's Autumnlands, Tooth and Claw. I've been digging it. I'm very glad you like it. Way to go, John. <laughs> hey, you know, we're on the fly. <laughs> Today, I have special guest, Mike Selinker. You do indeed. We're working on Black Science. Nolan North! Uh, you know, great cosplayers, great fans. Todd about the Amazing Spider-Man and Silk Infinite comic. Matt Jet City! Bob McCloud, creator of the New Mutants. I've been working for Marvel and DC Comics for the last 40 years. Brian Herbert! About a year ago, I got a, a Twitter site. I couldn't get my own name. Somebody took my name. <laughs> the name oh, of the game Gravisar. is Gravisar. <laughs> and uh, we're actually Studio Emma. I'm at Geek Girl Con with Stephen Poole. Robin Hobb is here! Working on a trilogy called The Fitz and the Fool. Yeah, um, I'm Phoenix Jones. I'm the leader of the Rain City Superhero Movement. Hey, my name's Claire, and I've been running Geekstar Costuming. Hey, hi, well, I'm Katie of Katie Clark Art. And we have special guest, Gus Lopez. Uh, hey, guys, I'm thrilled to be on. So, Rebecca, tell us what you've been working on lately. It's always my little vampire's webcomic. Hi, I'm Zenz, the rapper. So I'm Kazuo Maeda, I'm the uh, Imigo Softworks partner. Livio Raimondelli. Appreciate it. I'm, I'm a big Transformers fan, G1 fan myself. Together we started talking about toys, comics, games, and movies on the Super Awesome Geek Show! Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Super Awesome Geek Show. I'm John, your host, the Vintage Geek, and we've got Rob Clifford with us today. Hello. Yeah, now now uh now that it's uh the kind of the off time for for everything and there there's really nothing uh like uh you know Agent Carter or whatever to kind of uh bridge the, the the summer right now. I know. Uh, <laughs> like we we we're, we're a little lost. We're like, "Oh my god, what what do we do? We we like we usually watch like 5 hours of TV in one 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 night." <laughs> I like does this mean we actually have to like talk to each other? <laughs> well, you got you got the Disney uh uh, Force of Destiny now, but for three minutes, <laughs> I saw something that was on TV. Did they show like the whole thing? Is that the deal? I don't know. I I haven't looked yet to see if it was actually on or not. I'll have to check. Yeah, I'll have to check the on demand and see. But that's turned out to be a pretty decent series. 
Oh, I know. That's been incredible. It's something we're going to hit on today as well as a few other things. So what's been going on, Rob? Well, this week has been uh, especially busy because of 4th of July, and then I've been working for my boss all, all week. Something that, that just, like, made me, like, kind of squee a little bit. And then th- this may be a weird one, but in Japan, where I, where I grew up as, well, you know, Kit Kats, they, they have, like, every flavor of Kit Kat, like, under the bloody sun. It, it's just It's just a thing over there. And, uh, that, I mean, they're even given as, like, graduation presents because the, uh, the, the way that the, the name sounds is, is, uh, basically means, uh, I believe it's like success, you know? So, so it's, it's just one of those, those fortunate things, uh, where, where, where the, the, the English name kind of translates to something different in Jap- uh, in Japanese. Um, something good too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, my favorite ones were the strawberry ones and, my wife uh, found like badass strawberry Kit Kats floating around like at, at at the grocery store. I guess they did like a limited run and was like, mm. "Here, <laughs> indulge." Wow! Just, I, so, I, I chowed down on the entire bag, of course, already. So I got to ask: so is it like the wafers are different flavor, and there's still chocolate over it, or do they actually have like chocolate flavored strawberry flavor on top? Like, yeah, no, it's it's like a uh, so it's regular wafers, and it has. I would say more like a flavored white chocolate. It's kind of waxy, but in a good way. Okay. Um, it doesn't have any like straight up like chocolate flavor. <laughs> and now I that uh, Rach has heard me talking about it, she she uh, you know had to grab one. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I mean, yeah, of course, when you see it, you're like, oh my gosh, that's what Rob was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, so so uh, not not exactly like a a nerdy thing, but it's something that I, I kind of you know, geek out about if I, if I can find, um, uh, uh, these things that kind of remind me of home. Oh, of course. Sweet, but Hey, you know, I'll, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> yeah. And now I know instead of running around and t- talking to everybody and going kapla for success in <laughs> Klingon, I can go around and go Kit Kat. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rob, today we've got someone cool with us today. Uh, Woody and I chat on Twitter a lot. This guy, I mean, I don't know where we first bumped into each other. I guess it was just on Twitter, but something you, cool you must were, have... You were at the uh, Star Wars celebration, putting all that crap on uh, Twitter. And and then we just kind of kept talking from there, and uh, I really wanted to actually talk to Woody, because I just thought we got along so great online, t- uh, chatting all the time and reminiscing about all the toys and different shows and all this stuff that we have in common. And then Woody has started doing some unboxing videos on YouTube that have been pretty cool. Down to earth, you know, straight in the... What do you do those in the kitchen? Yeah, just <laughs> on the table. Yep, yep. It's like right very good, very straightforward. I love him. And uh, he's been doing a lot of the stuff that uh, has come out recently, especially for Star Wars. With yeah, the, doing um, the uh, 40th anniversaries. Yeah. So, hello, Woody, and welcome to the Super Awesome Geek Show. Hi. <laughs> welcome. I gotta go what? find some Kit Kats now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> oh, uh, here we go. Uh, uh, kitokato is similar to kitokatsu, an expression that means you're sure to win. Oh, there so, you go. All right. There you go. Oh, that's right. That's given before exams. That, that's what it is before the, <laughs> before the transition exams. I, I couldn't remember what the heck it was. <laughs> Um, it, I, I left there like 22 years ago. So, you know, a little fuzzy. Something school related, right? 
Yeah, yeah, there we go. Well, it was like the because they have like these huge uh, exams that they take between schools. It it literally determines your entire track. In oh yeah, education and from, like in life. From um, then on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and there's like there's a couple sets of them, and then like one final one that determines, I believe, like which university you can go to in your track, even. And and so so they're given before those big ones, not just like, hey, there's like a quiz on Friday. Here's a Kit Kat. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> hey, here's this uh, you know gigantic monumental thing that will determine the course of your destiny. Here's a Kit Kat. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> so Woody, what have you been up to this week? I'm working my ass off as usual. Got uh, been short staffed, so I've been as usual not time to do much of anything. Buying more junk on eBay, which I really need to stop because I can <laughs> save money for that con in September. Uh, going to the Salt Lake con. Yep. My first con ever, so should be awesome. Fun. And just this weekend, just watching. Uh, oh, I playing more of that Lego Avengers game. Yeah, just, I was thinking of getting that, that, that last night. Oh, the the new expansions they've got for it. I mean. When I re- reloaded it, or not reloaded it, but turned it on, it uh, had a whole bunch of new stuff for Strange and Avengers. Basically, you're just playing through the movies. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I saw it, and uh, I think I saw it at discount at one of the stores, and I started looking it up online, and the original game isn't really that... You can get it for pretty inexpensive on online right now. Well, they're, they're coming out with the second one sometime at the end of the year. So, so I was thinking, I was like, I need a Lego game, because I haven't had... I didn't get one for this for my PS4 yet, and I always like to have at least one or two Lego games because they're fun. Yeah, I've got the the Avengers, and I got the Star Wars: Force Awakens. What do you think of the Star Wars one? Um, what I've played of it so far was pretty awesome. Um, using BB-8 as a basketball is always fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually one of the games parts you have to actually get to get sink him into a uh, soccer net. So you use him as a soccer ball. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Poor, poor indignant BB-8. Well, your... Han Solo kind of kicked him out of the way, didn't he? Move, ball. <laughs> then I uh, been picking up, uh, trying to flesh out my original '77 and getting bit better ones that I've already got. They're all scuffed up and missing pieces, which always sucks. You know, growing up, you tend to lose a lot of stuff, mainly the guns. Yeah, I mean, I did that a lot with some of my old Star Wars a couple years back. I I was going through and and then trying to decide to keep or sell you know like is it sell and replace with newer ones or keep and just buy newer ones that's what i'm trying to figure out what i want to do with the uh because i just picked up um i found i guess you could say it's a good price like almost 45 dollars <laughs> for Ray Yoda. <laughs> but he's got the uh that silly last robe and the cane which is the cane is the hard part yeah 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 so i've already got the the belt and the snake it was just I didn't have the cane or the or the robe. Yeah, I was. Uh, I've been hunting for a cane, and it's like every time I see a cane, it's just like the cane alone sometimes goes for twenty twenty five dollars. And I'm like, oh. Okay. <laughs> then you got to read it real close. A lot of reproductions. Oh yeah, yeah. You can get really bid on that. Yeah. I was thinking of getting one of the '90s canes and just sticking it in his hand for the time being, you know, because it looks pretty close, but. <laughs> It's not the same. No, it's not, but it could work for then a little look, while. And I was looking at some of my uh, trying to debate, do I want to start doing the sending them into to AFA and getting them graded and boxed and everything? I don't really grade any of my stuff unless it's like something that I, I mean, I haven't graded anything, but 
I could see myself doing it if it was something that I was going to resell. Because there's been a few... Uh, I've been recently going through my Magic the Gathering cards and putting a few of those that I don't want or stuff that's been become worth a bit of money, you know, and uh, putting them up on eBay. And I've noticed a couple of items that aren't really worth a whole lot of money on their own, but if you grade them and have them sealed in their little thingy, they suddenly do become worth quite a bit. Yeah, but so, then you can't play with them. <laughs> I know, but I think what it is is it's that it's that they're they're cards that are no longer uh, sanctioned for play, but so the only ones who are getting them are collectors, and I think the having them graded and in the case that it can no longer be opened without breaking the seal, you know, I think guarantees their uh, collectability, right, and keeps the value, right. Rob knows more about this because he's graded comics before, right, Rob? Oh, yeah. That's kind of the deal, right? I mean, once it's snapped in that case, you can't really get it out without breaking the seal, right? Basically. Almost breaking the case, right? (laughs) (laughs) I I saw that one of these companies that sells the harder, these new hard cases, they Mm -hmm. did that with an AFA one. They, They popped the bottom off and took the figure out of that and put it into theirs. And the first thing I thought was, you just destroyed all that grading. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, when you when you look at the the slabs and whatnot that they put these things in, I mean, they, they are pretty pretty damn sturdy. In uh, uh, and and you can you can crack them out, but uh, like you said, it, it completely ruins any any security of of that grade. Yeah, like why would you do that? I mean, you've got the official stamp and. The full details on there and everything, so yeah. it's kind of like yeah. And you really do have to break them open in order to get it out. They're they're sealed. I mean, they're not meant to come out. Wow. Yeah, keep the air tight and yeah. I see a lot of the, the figures, loose figures on there in those cases, it's, but I just can't see spending you know ten times what a regular one would be. But people mm-hmm. are doing it. Oh yeah, and you got to figure. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure how. Uh, uh, AFA does on a hundred point scale. Is that is that how they do it? I I, I know that uh, like on it comics, right. it's a I think okay. What I see is like an eighty or something. I okay, okay. A number. Um. So so uh, so it's either on a hundred point scale or they do it the same a similar way that they do coins. So so it's uh you know n- n- not not quite the same thing, but 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 similar enough. Well, it almost is because they do 9.1, 9.5, you know, so that's kind of a 95, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And and so with with comics at least um in that in that upper uh the uh in in the 9s, uh, 9 to 10, uh, beyond 9.2 which is considered like near mint minus, though those uh those top 10s, you wind up going almost exponential between between those tenths of a point in in terms of price. It, oh yeah, it's kind of it, it's kind of crazy uh, when when you look at the difference between like a nine six a nine eight, and then God forbid you find a ten o. And each of those it, points is like hundreds hundreds of dollars sometimes too. They sometimes can be, yeah, tens sometimes, of thousands on the yeah. on the uh, original ones, you know. So like like I said, it can be exponential between tenths of a point uh, in in that 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 final top range. It can be crazy. Yeah, because like um, a really good one I love to throw out is that first appearance of Hulk that we've talked about before, yeah. Rob. Hulk one eighty one. Yeah, the um, you get I think there was a what was it a nine point eight or something, and it sold for one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. 
But the, mm-hmm. the 9.5 is worth about $15,000, you know, because there's so many more 9.495s out there, but there's only like one or two that are in the 9.7, 9.8, 9.9. Yeah. yeah, the auctions yeah. are a whole other ballgame, too, because if somebody wants it, they're going to pay for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And the, the, the way that I like to, to um, describe it, when, when something's a 10.0, uh, for for a comic at the very least, that means that it made it through all of the printing process. It was cut perfectly. It survived the shipping to a distributor, the tossing into boxes meant to go to shops, and the mailing process to a shop. Then put and being put on the shelf without any damage whatsoever. So so yeah. the likelihood of that is is astronomical. <laughs> I know you. Can, I can't tell you how many times you get a brand new comic. Right from the store, and the top, especially the top left corner, right above the staple, has a little mm-hmm. tiny crink in it. Yep, yep. Staple stress or uh, the uh, corner bump. Uh, yeah. Usually in just the, the top of the spine or the very bottom of the spine, you'll see just a little bump and a very, very slight split. Uh, and that's just common. And, and I'll be honest, the, the distributor that, that, that uh, basically controls the entire united states and in in little chunks of europe i think they're now is really horrible about uh, making sure that uh, that uh, stores get their comics in good shape they they just do not care yeah they're basically just set in the box with barely any packing material or anything right oh yeah and sometimes i've had things uh like <laughs> i've had a box half full of of comics and then had like a price guide chucked in the top with no padding at all, and it just ricocheted around there like a bloody like hand grenade. Oh my uh, gosh! Just destroyed everything in the box and itself, yeah. and, and that's normal. Uh, it would be amazing if there was a single week, a single week, where where either didn't get a bunch of stuff damaged or um, or a bunch of stuff missing. Wow. It's just frustrating. Sorry, yes. I did not mean I'm to just, go on that tangent. <laughs> just our, uh, our local comic shop here. My nieces were in town all this last couple of weeks, so we went to the. They my my nieces are awesome. The one is just decided she loves Batgirl. Oh, cool. <laughs> the older one is like huge into um, Harley Quinn. I said I last year for Christmas I gave her a movie replica Suicide Squad Harley Quinn bat. Cool. Nice. <laughs> and got that for her Christmas. So we were in town and I saw that, you know how they got the, the bags and the comic boxes. Now they've got like small little black fold open boxes that hold like maybe 10 comics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have one of those black uh, fold open boxes and I think I only paid like nine ninety nine for it. But it mm-hmm. but I liked it a lot for when I go to conventions. Oh yeah, because uh, I can. True. If you're gonna be be either trading stuff or uh, so done bang around in your bag and get full, oh, that's not yeah. a bad idea. What I've yeah. been seeing a lot of folks doing with those lately is uh, they use it to, to uh, pick up their comics without having to use a bag. Yeah. Um, and their books are safe. So are you? Uh, where exactly are you in Alaska, Woody? I'm I'm in Anchorage. Okay. Okay. Kind of the hub of the of the state. Yeah. Are you still on Pacific time, or are you an hour back? Oh no, we're, we have our own time. We're Alaska time. It is yeah, uh, that's what I thought, right? It is uh, five, almost five thirty right now. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. You were an hour, but 
hour that's behind. Why, that's why I have a hard time sometimes with the game because everybody's telling me different times. I'm like, oh, okay, I screwed that one up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Star Wars game. Woody and I play a Star Wars game, Galaxy of Heroes, the app game, and uh, we're trying to coordinate with the group when to do raids, get everybody in there to kill the Rancor, fight the uh, General Grievous and his tank squad. Yeah, the time zones are getting everybody. <laughs> uh, well, for me, it's like always really, really late. Like one of them's at one in the morning. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to wake up in the morning just to do that. <laughs> so I'll, I'll be fine with just, just going in. And, get up. <laughs> I just hop in, get my zero damage and hop out. Then at least I get a little bit of reward, but whatever. But anyway, so... um. I want to get into some of this TV and different uh, shorts because, like Woody mentioned earlier, Star Wars Destinies was out and it's been really cool. But at first, I want to hit on I ended up rewatching all of Stranger Things and I loved it just as much on a second viewing. It, I, I just, if you, if it's been a little while, I would highly recommend going back in and rewatching that show. I actually haven't watched any of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good one. A lot yeah, because I need to watch. I'm like, eh, I got too much other junk I'm doing. <laughs> On Netflix, they go they go into D. I mean, they start out with like this little this group of kids that are playing Dungeons and Dragons in their basement in the 80s, and it's so like period. It's like you're watching The Boonies. It's like watching E.T. It's like watching, I mean, any of those Spielberg films, but it's made today. It's really really interesting the way they've done that that sh- that, that show. I just can't believe it. And I was just, once again, while I was re-watching it, I was like, this really is one of the best shows that has been made in a long time. You know, I, I couldn't, I just can't get over it, you know? Mm-hmm. It is a really good show. I've been hearing good things about Glow, but I haven't got into it yet. So Really that, solid so far. So it's starring Allison Brie from Community. Uh, oh, cool. And is uh, a, you know, kind of fictional historical account of how glow the uh, gorgeous ladies of wrestling uh kind of that mid 80s wrestling federation came to be and uh it, it's it's really entertaining it's it's uh, solid acting good good uh, group of folks uh really uh like i said i'm about like halfway through it right now and and so far it's it's uh, i would definitely recommend it yeah, I've, I've just heard really good things about it. I've heard people say that they really enjoyed it so far. Yeah. Oh, real quick question. Have you watched Spider-Man Homecoming yet? Yes. Yes. Nice! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, my God. You liked it, I then? Am, I, oh, I yeah. am pissed about MJ. I loved everything else. Mm-hmm. Was it just that her name was Michelle? Was that what got you? She's not a redhead. <laughs> I I actually I was that's wondering. Debatable. <laughs> see, I I was actually wondering because I noticed a lot of things in there where um they didn't use a lot of characters that were in the previous Spider-Man films. So but... I was curious if what happened was they when they made that deal, they only got Spider-Man himself. I, I think that's part of it. Um, I I loved Michael Keaton. He oh made yeah, awesome villain. The uh, the look and the feel of the costumes were really great. The story was pretty decent. 
Him stuck in the damage control warehouse was kind of boring, but... <laughs> <laughs> but it was still kind of fun. I thought it was neat that they brought in damage control. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it, because damage control was a total humor book. Uh, but, and this does people, not seem to be anywhere near humorous. How, how many people that watched the movie even understood that they had their own comic? Oh, I'm sure not very many people do. Yeah. Um, but uh, the rumor that I've heard is that they're talking about uh, expanding damage control into a movie in and of itself. So so that's why I'm kind of curious to see where it's going to wind up going. Is that going to be a Sony house or is that Marvel house? It's uh, basically a 50-50 kind of deal right now, uh, but Sony gets Sony gets something really friggin' sweet, and it, I can't remember what the hell it is right now. Uh, it was uh, like a like a way disproportionately large part of the profit, or um, ah, crap. Marvel had to give up a lot to just to get this character. Well, and they, and it wasn't just that. It was a very mutually beneficial agreement because Sony knew that they had screwed the pooch twice already and had already lost everybody's loyalty. And that if they had tried to do it again, especially the way that they were talking about doing it, it wasn't going to succeed at all. In fact, they would probably bury any chance they had of making that work. <laughs> um, so, Fantastic Four. I uh, want my Doctor Doom movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want, I want Fox. Fox is the one who has Fantastic Four, and you should probably ask them. Fox is the one who is notoriously uh, uh, unwilling to compromise with Marvel, work with them in any way, shape, or form, share in any of the you know profits or anything like that. Uh, they're the ones who are holding back on this one. Marvel has approached them about these things before. Yeah. Um, whereas Sony finally basically saw the error of their ways, saw that, that Marvel Studios was actually, you know, making a profit, uh, you know, was getting, you know, was, was, uh, getting, you know, high acclaim, uh, you know, we're, we're having Rotten Tomato scores that weren't in the, you know, low twenties, you know, oh, to did top you, did off, you, see, you know, did you see the James Gunn twit? that came out today where he mm. was sitting there at his desk with his Rotten Tomatoes statue for Guardians 2. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't even know what it was. What was the score I on think, uh, Guardians 2? I think we got a, like a high 90. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Not too shabby there. I don't know What's if they that? beat Wonder Woman, but because she got, that, that movie got hellacious reviews. 97? Something like that? Yeah. Something like that. Um, but uh, and that, yeah. just, that just just tells you how how screwed up DC's been with their stuff. Oh, don't even get wrong about that. <laughs> I I tell people at work all the time, DC needs to get to basically pull their head out from their nether regions, make the Justice of Society movie. The just you know the Justice Justice Society of yeah. America. <laughs> they're they're catching up, I think, because Wonder Woman got them on track, and and we'll see how this Justice. What is it yeah, called? Like um, you've basically taken a skewer, stabbed it through the middle of your entire universe, spun it sideways, and pulled out a, a, a they pulled out a miracle is what they did. Oh, okay, so I'm just gonna throw this out there: Iron Man two, Incredible Hulk, uh, Thor two. Uh, you know, I mean, these are you know we can make the same arguments here that that uh, Marvel's foundation in the beginning was incredibly shaky if not built on shit and uh and very lucky to have made it to the adventures in the first place because of the goodwill that they had engendered from iron man the first 
they almost died had it not been for Captain America the first Avenger um, so so let's let's again remember where where that history is <laughs> when we're when we're talking about a, a movie series that's like three or four deep true yeah and I, so, I, I what it's called the League United or unite the league right it's not really no no no, no, no. That, that's that was just the call that was just the call tag on the posters oh it's called, okay it's called Justice League Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, it's just Justice League. Okay. Yeah, because every poster I see in the theaters, like when I went to see Spider-Man, they um, even the trailer, the, the trailer before Spider-Man, it just said Unite the League. It didn't actually say Justice League. So I was, I've been thinking like, oh, they changed the name to Unite the League. Well, yeah, but aliens had, you know, in space, no one can hear you scream. I mean, that, that was the kind <laughs> of... No, but what I mean <laughs> is like, they usually thing. say, what I mean is that it would say alien, though, on the poster. And then that little catchphrase. What I'm saying is the poster itself that they have just says Unite the League with mm. no other, doesn't say Justice League on it at all. I, don't I, know did, like, I, I did like in the last last Alien movie how they went back to the original um, Alien look for the for the title when that, when that started up. Yeah, and the Alien itself by the end was almost, almost the uh, original Alien, you know. Yeah, it, it, I I actually just finally saw Alien Covenant and I thought it was fantastic and I'm like holy cow. I mean by the end I thought it was fantastic and in the beginning I was just like where are they going? But so better than Prometheus. Oh yes, way better. <laughs> okay, because Prometheus was as close to an actual garbage fire on the screen <laughs> you could get. <laughs> and I, 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 like we could be watching like high def like like 4K. Like a dumpster on literal fire, and and it might have been better. Uh, I mean, for the love of God, when when your final boss battle is, hey, step to the left. Yes, run left. No. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> left. It's called not going in a straight line. What are you, a Corvette? I mean, come on. <laughs> and everybody in the theater was screaming that too. Seriously, it's like it's like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> there was something in a recent movie or show where they did that too, or something was falling, and like everybody was like, "No, just run to the left!" And like everybody runs to the left, and the misses <laughs> it missed everyone. And I was like, "Are they making fun of Alien right there?" <laughs> or Prometheus? Sorry. Oh man, or or maybe Captain America? You know, the little hole on your left. Oh, that could be too. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Um, I, I, oh, did you catch the little uh, like Miles Morales uh, kind of hint on uh, on Homecoming? I, I I had to read the 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 stuff on Twitter about that just to get that connection. No, tell me about okay. it. I didn't get it. All right, I, just, I didn't know who he was. Okay, okay. So in the pop-ups, so they have those little info pop-ups where it's, uh, you know, where they're talking about, you know, Matt Gargan is, you know, a.k.a. the Scorpion. Uh, you know, the little pop-up that showed up for, uh, um, oh, crap, Donald Glover, uh, was uh, his a.k.a. It showed his name and a.k.a. the Prowler, right? So, yeah, so, he's, so he's can the, be, uh, and so the... Um, the Prowler uh, in the comics was the uncle of Miles Morales. And if you uh, listen to what he says um, when he gives up, uh, you know, the info is that, you know, I got an eight-year-old nephew in Queens. Oh. Huh. Yeah, he he was from the Ultimate Universe originally, right? Yeah, exactly. And then brought into the main universe. Together. 
Exactly. exactly. Is, isn't Sony doing the animated with Miles Morales? Isn't that when that part of their deal was they're doing the the an animated Spider-Man Miles Morales movie? Like you know, I'm not sure offhand because I, I'll be I'll be honest, I, I I haven't really paid too much attention to the animated side of things. So that that's just something I don't have a whole lot of info on. Yeah, because I haven't either on the Marvel side because the well, this is supposed to be a theater release, not a TV really? release. Huh? That was that was supposed to be part of the big brouhaha with them getting Spider-Man for Civil War. Um, Sony was a lot going to be able to do a animated uh, Miles Morales movie. At least that's what they said they were going with. Huh. But I did I did love the Iron Spider in the uh, at the end. Yeah. yeah that- that was you, a cute little nod, wasn't it? That was a cool suit, yeah. That, that's the Iron Spider. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was basically the Iron Spider. And and I, it had the right look. It was. I, was, uh, I wouldn't watch it with my nieces, and I kind of yelled her, that out in, in her ear when I was sitting next to her. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, would it, would it have had the uh, other legs, those, those mechanical legs that come out, you know? Yeah, that, I, I bet you they probably would have. Um, yeah, we'll find out in the next movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we will. I thought both suits were pretty good looking, and then you know, I, I really did. And the one that he ended up with in the paper bag was, I think, slightly different, right? Even, even still. Oh, so oh, Sony's getting all the profits from this one. Uh, Sony rights. Marvel gets to use their uh, uh, gets to use Spider-Man without paying much for it. Da, 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 da. Well, Sony's gonna make a billion dollars out of this movie probably yes they are and i think it also shows as a nice example to fox that hey if you play nice we can make a lot of money together (laughs) um and uh you know instead of making these ridiculous hyper you know grim dark goofy versions of what is basically supposed to be kind of the the adventure family in space yeah you know yeah well, that last one of Fantastic Four, they didn't even have... I mean, what the hell was that origin even? It was like, what? Oh, oh God. So and like, they, they they lost me in that, that little clip where, where they talk about uh, Ben Grimm having like 47 confirmed kills or something goofy like that. It's like, dude, th- th- no. Uh, <laughs> they, they even took out and, the, the trailer scene where he jumps in the middle of the battle. Hmm. <laughs> That oh, was such uh, an awesome scene in the trailer, and it wasn't in the movie. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that that was that was definitely you know a, a better scene from from that. But uh, the and the other thing I hated, right? Like the whole uh, the origin of Ben Grimm's like it's clobbering time. That's like really you're gonna have his big phrase being, you know, the 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 catchphrase from his older brother who basically you know abused the hell out of him. <laughs> yeah, like, why? Really. That's just gross. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so, they, I, see, I need, what I think is, like, I need Mr. Fantastic, Reed Richards. He's crucial to the Marvel Universe and where they're going. I mean, like, it just seems to me that, uh, think about this for a minute, okay? Like, hmm. if they could make that deal, all right, if they could get, now this is also where I'm worried that I don't think, I'll get all into it, but I don't think Sony released any character except for Spider-Man himself. And I'll get into this in a second. But Reed Richards, I think, has to be in the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. Because there are stories that they could tell 
that he is crucial to being in there. I mean, he often... It's, it's, it's not just Richards. The Silver Surfer. Yeah. They have got to have the Silver Surfer. Even, not, even without Galactus, just the, the, just, just the Infinity War. That's the true, yeah. huge part of it. He was, yeah. And he, he, he wielded the, the gauntlet. That's true, yeah. Along with half of the other people, including Doom. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing. You have, you know, a dozen characters who wielded the gauntlet, so losing one or two won't make that much of a difference when it comes down to it. Yeah. And, and Marvel has already shown that they can successfully work around these gaps in their in their character base. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and again, we, we, we've already shown that this is an, an alternate universe within the multiverse of, of Marvel, so, you know, it doesn't have to uh, uh, maintain exact continuity with, with, uh, with the main Marvel universe either. Yeah, and you know? I, I, th- I think in a lot of areas where they would normally have used Reed Richards, I think they're going to use Bruce Banner. Because I feel like or they already... Well, because okay. usually it's Reed and Tony mm-hmm. doing it together, you know, but... So I yeah. think what it'll be is it'll be it'll be Tony and Bruce Banner, you know, which I think they've already shown them kind of working themselves together on mm-hmm. stuff, you know, that otherwise may have seen Reed Richards do. But what I was getting at was my brother was just telling me we were discussing this the other day and then I went and looked it up and I was like, holy crap, he's right. There is a Venom versus Carnage movie coming out from yeah, right so that's that's the Venom movie that they're talking about making. And it's Venom, Carnage, and I think Silver Sable's in it too. And that's yeah, going to be they a, were talking about using her. And that's going to be a Sony thing, so it's not yeah. connected with this Marvel stuff. So see, I was but like, that's like in debate because did you see that press conference that happened like two weeks ago with uh, Kevin Feige and Amy Pascal? No, no. What where, where she basically said that, oh yeah, absolutely, all of these Spider-Man universe movies are going to be part of the MCU. And Kevin Feige looked like somebody shat in his cereal. Uh, as soon as she dropped that, it's just like, hmm? Uh, well, it seems to change that yeah. like every week, too. It's, yeah. it's like every week, there's, it's in, it's out, it's in, it's out, and we're, we're, they're adding characters, they're taking out. I, I don't think anything's fleshed out yet on that movie. All us. right, well, that could be cool. Well, then. it's not the movie, though. I mean, this is literally just with, with the, the, the relationship between Marvel and Sony. You know what I mean? Like, like th- this has... This only tangentially really, you know, in, in the, it wasn't like a direct thing about those movies that they were really talking about. Just the fact that she was saying, oh, yes, these are definitely part of the mainstream MCU. And, and Kevin Feige was like, uh, no, I do not think so. You need to shut up. Shut up right now. <laughs> I, like, don't say anything else. No, don't say anything else. I, the, that was that was pretty much the, the, the visual that I was getting. From there. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because I was talking to my brother. I'm going, because think about it. I go, if Marvel could get the character of Venom, I go, you could set it up during Infinity War mm-hmm. while Spider-Man is in space or whatever he's doing that, you know, you don't have to whole do the whole Secret Wars thing, but he could come across the alien symbiote. By the end of Infinity War, he could have a black suit, you know? Maybe and, not and show that it. Maybe not show that it came from a symbiote. Maybe do the same thing that they did in the comics for Secret Wars, where he was basically given the suit. Right? If I remember correctly, is that right, Rob? Found it. It was an artifact in a in a building on the Beyonders planet. Yeah, it was like, uh, so I was thinking it's something with the Beyonders, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry, what was that, Woody? It was sitting in a tube, and he touched it, and it bonded to his body. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like floating in this like glass tube thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. There we go. And then I was like, and then if they had Reed Richards, they could do the whole thing where Reed figures out how to get it off of him once he realizes it's an alien symbiote, you know? And then it goes. I would argue that you have three other scientists in the Marvel universe now who could figure out the same thing. Exactly. So I was telling my brother, I was like, well, if they don't have Reed, he could go to Bruce Banner or he could even just go to Tony Stark. Or to Hank Pym. Yes, and now you got Hank. You're right. Yeah. So you know, that that role is is pretty pretty full right now. <laughs> so any one of them could work it out, or like his contact person like seems to be Stark. So Stark mm-hmm. could basically take him to Pym or to uh, Bruce Banner, and together they could figure out the whole Sonic thing and and get it off. But over the course of you know starting with Infinity War, and then over the course of two or three other films, you mm-hmm. could actually play out. And build up to the Venom stuff just like it did in the comics, you know? Oh, it would be really cool. Don't don't get me wrong. It would be Not, super awesome if they could you know, come in and make that happen. It just doesn't sound like that's the direction they're going no, right now. No, no, not at all. But I was just saying, I mean, they could do it. And because Marvel in their films have done little build-ups and little things over time throughout the film to culminate in something... They wouldn't mm-hmm. squish it all into one movie like they did and r- totally ruin it. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. To- well, like, not even a whole movie. Like, like when it comes down to it, like, a quarter of a movie. Yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and you know, I-, I would kind of argue at this point that that that, that right now I, I can't see him bringing back Fantastic Four because Fox's poor treatment of the property has made it pretty toxic. Uh, I-, I don't think that... that yeah. I mean the the first the first two movies weren't super well received but but they weren't like completely loathed the way that the third one was Oh my gosh yes I, I mean the 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 first two were kind of like eh. eh not bad but not great you know the the third one was like 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 oh my god uh, <laughs> what like, are you doing eyes bleeding from the ears I mean just just god why and 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 that downslide there shows that the I, I think that that massive downslide is going to sour audiences on on giving it another chance because they've, they've given them a, a couple chances at this point. Yeah, and for a while just, anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I give it like ten years, you know, um, and and it'll probably be able to, to to come back with a fresh start, and you know maybe they'll be able to weave that into say like uh, you know phase three. Or something, uh, or, yeah. or phase phase four, or whatever of 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 the MCU, since you know a lot of the folks uh, who are in those ro- in in the main roles right now are going to get older and may not want to do this forever. Yeah. Um. But they need to find some other other folks to focus on. Um, That's true. Yeah, and then it could be a good way to seg- segue some other stuff in in. And and then if the actor of Spider-Man choosing someone so young, if he sticks with it, then maybe they could do all that stuff later on down the road, you know? Yeah, I mean, we could see her grow into college and, you know, so on and so forth and have that as kind of a new backbone for the the MCU. Yeah, that could be cool. Interesting. Yeah. well, I, and then I, then going back to Spider-Man, it's like, how you? What did you think? You don't know. Now I don't want to like spoil it or anything, so don't tell everybody what happened. But those <laughs> end credits, there's some earmuffs. Those, Put on earmuffs. Those end credit scenes. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. oh it's, it's just to die for. <laughs> so, the the only thing that I can say to to our audience is that 
if you haven't yet seen the movie, you should really exhibit some patience. Yes, really, yes. (laughs) (laughs) As I was telling you, you have to stay at the very end, the lights come on, and then you can leave. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, that one was pretty great. The all of them were pretty great. The row behind me during that very, very last one, the row behind me went, that was the best one yet. They were laughing hysterically <laughs> and everybody in the theater cheered and it was just like, oh my gosh, they really got us. <laughs> yeah, oh, they're, they're getting better. That one is probably on comparison with the... Uh, with the... Uh, last ones for Guardians. Guardian 2. When Stan Lee's trying to get a ride. Oh, yeah, that was good. When the watchers, the watchers all walked away from him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know our theory on that, Woody. Have you heard that? He's a watcher. Yeah, yeah. There you oh, go. I think it's been confirmed that he is Uatu. Has it really like, been actually confirmed? Confirmed? Yeah. I um, believe it was. Wasn't I don't it? think Marvel's confirmed it. I don't think Stan's confirmed it, but. Yeah, I don't, we'll I don't, I don't know. I hope so. That would be so cool. But Explains a lot of things, doesn't it? Uh huh. Because the scene he mentioned was in one of the Spider Man films. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting that he mentions a scene that was cross universe and cross company, you know. Mm-hmm. But then sure. again, like we said, you know, they so they got the deal with Sony, so it works out. But anyway, I want to get into some of these shorts before we start wrapping up because we've been talking forever. And one other thing, did you guys watch Castlevania yet? There's only four episodes. Uh, I've, I've seen it on there. I haven't watched it yet. Wait, is it? I didn't even know it was a series until I think it popped up on Twitter. It's only four episodes. Yeah, four. They've only put up four so far, and holy cow, they are freaking phenomenal, dude. I mean, it's just like playing the game. You see him go through the cyclops, see him go through the werewolf, and I mean, the first vampire. I was like, holy cow! Very well written, very well drawn, animated. The music is fantastic. The characters, the way that they've done them, it's kind of like bridging the three or four games that have been out in the retro games, like the Nintendo and the Super NES one, and sort of meshing them into one storyline. And uh, it really, oh my gosh, it's great. I, I was, and it's so cool because. Like, he gets weapons as he goes through, like you did in the... It's so reminiscent of the old games, you know? Like, he picks a torch up off the side of the thing, and it's like, oh my gosh, it's just like how he got the torch <laughs> in the game, you know? And, and, and it's then, written by Warren Ellis, too, which is pretty damn sweet. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I've watched, I must have watched, like, three episodes last night. I didn't realize it was only four. Yeah, yeah, it's only four right now. Unless they put more up, because when I, I watched it two or three nights ago, whatever it was. And you usually get I get alerts from Netflix when they get new stuff, but I haven't seen any of that stuff on that on their alert yet. I I think that they weren't completely done, and they just decided to put out the first four <laughs> and see how what people's reaction were. And I think the reaction's been fantastic, and so I, I'm I'm like get the rest up there quick. <laughs> and then speaking of animated things, I mean. All these shorts that the Disney XD and Disney itself has been putting out, I think have been fantastic. Like, I have just loved the DuckTales shorts, and I can't wait for DuckTales to come back. Yeah, the I've seen a lot of positive on Twitter and that on there for the for the for the Destiny, but there's also a lot of supposed pissed off fans. But I think they're getting over overwhelmed by the people that are for it. Oh yeah, because it's it's. For, you know they're focusing more on the female characters, and they're like, "Well, what about the male characters? We got that already." 
Well, we got, we got Han, we got Chewie, we got Vader, we got Maul. Exactly. We got... They're all in it too. It's not like it's not like they're not in the in the things. You know what I mean? Like Chewie, oh, yeah. Chewie was in there just as much as Leia in that one in Han Hoth. You know, it was just yeah. as much a Chewie story as it was a Leia story. Yeah, and a lot of people are, are, are liking that one because it's it it kind of goes against when she's pissed off at Chewie and and in that one they they pretty much save each other's life. Yeah. And it shows pretty much a deleted scene. That was, and we finally get that, to see like a connection to that deleted scene, you know? What's funny is that wasn't necessarily deleted, but it was they aired it on TV but not in the theater. Oh really? Where he pulls the sign off the door? Seat where the, where the, wamp, the wampa comes through the wall? Yeah. That was That scene was actually played on TV. I remember seeing it. Really? Huh. I've never seen that scene, yeah. Yeah, it was it was like the uh the scene from uh Caddyshack. There's a scene that's only on TV that's not in the theater. And I but think you can't there was see, I think you there can't was, see that scene unless you got the, the uh, DVD release. And I think there was one like that in E.T. as well. I think there Probably. was something different on the television version of E.T. than there was in the theater version. But yeah, he's talking about uh, Star Wars Forces of Destiny, which was also great. I loved the Spider-Man that's connected to Homecoming, which will be a cartoon coming out soon. And yeah, then, that should be coming out, uh, I think, in the fall. Yeah, and then we got Avengers Secret Wars, Rocket and Groot, and the Ant-Man the, stuff. Holy cow, the, the Ant-Man. Secret Wars is out. They've, they've aired a couple episodes of that. Yeah, they did just start. I think there's been two, right? They did the uh, Avengers kind of falling apart, and then they did the new group coming together, right? Uh, they didn't fall apart. They were captured. That's right, yeah. Captured, and and then Black Panther and them had to get the new group together, right? Vis- was it Vision and Black Panther that brought the new ones together? Oh, my sizzling too much? Yep. Yeah, sizzling. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> but yeah, was it uh, was it Vision and, and Black Panther that brought the new group together, right? Um, Panther was with the Avengers. They got captured. He uh, woke up Vision and had him contact the rest of the what's now the new Avengers. Yeah. Miss uh, Marvel, Captain Marvel, Ant-Man and Wasp. And I thought there was another one, but I can't remember who it was. Well, it wasn't really Wasp. It was just Wasp. But Ant-Man came oh, along yeah. for Ant-Man the ride. <laughs> yeah. So they got, a, they got an extra one out of that. Yeah, who was that? I can't remember who the other one was either now. That's funny. And then the Ant-Man one I thought was fantastic because it's so retro. So I hope, really hope that that one comes out to a full-on half-hour cartoon show or whatever. Did you see the yeah. Ant-Man ones, Rob? No, actually, I, I, I haven't watched much of any of the 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 new marvel shows that are uh, or the marvel cartoons that are coming out uh i, I this is gonna sound so i don't want to get my hopes up <laughs> <laughs> they have been lacking lately in the animated front dc is yes killing. they have dc yeah. has been knocking it out of the park with their animated films and animated stuff and uh oh, yeah. marvel has been lacking they need to reshore up that because Marvel was the one who brought the animated films and the animated stuff. They brought, you know, Marvel brought that stuff to a pinnacle and then dropped the ball. It's just like, they just suddenly just bailed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they're more focused on the theater release now than the, than the animated and DC just picked the slack up off of that. The guy they got running it for the, for their, mar- their, their movies is just, I mean, they, they've got the, the Justice League, they've got Batman, they've got the Titans, they've got... Their, their Lego stuff has been great. 
<laughs> oh yeah. Well, I think I think the Lego stuff is just more across the board through Lego than anybody else. Yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I believe you're right. But, but man, yeah. some of those Lego animated films, I think that the those Lego Batman films that are coming straight to DVD and Blu-ray, I, I dare say it those films were far superior to the Batman Lego that was in theaters. True. That, that movie, to me, was just terrible. I'm sorry. The Batman Lego movie? Yes. I couldn't bring myself to watch that one after the first Lego movie. I... I a lot of people love that movie. I thought it was so lackluster. And and I know that'll get me a death sentence in some places, <laughs> but but I could not stand that. Except for the very, very end where they brought it into reality and, and stuff. I thought that was very, like, what the hell. But otherwise, I just loved that movie. I, I, I wish there was no, like, moral ending to it like they have to do in freaking films for some reason. And it was just, like, a comedy just fun film so the ending killed me but otherwise i think that lego was brilliant and i loved batman in that film so i think that's why they were like let's give batman a whole movie with will mm-hmm. arnett because will arnett was so awesome in the lego movie but will arnett's good in tiny doses yes but as a whole film it was like overkill and you know, by like the second joke, I'm like, okay, I'm done. And then the whole movie just fell apart. And I'm like, this was just a terrible idea, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I I think if they'd have had like they did with the, the shorts, the half hour shorts, if they'd have brought in the rest of the justice league and stuff, I think they'd have done a lot better on the Batman film. Yeah. Yeah. they, They had some of them in the Lego movie. They just didn't use any of that in the Batman movie. Yeah, to kind of give it more balance, it probably would have worked out a lot better. But having it just Will Arnett the whole time was not working for me. I wonder if it would have been just way, way, way expensive to get the licenses for all those other characters. Well, they had them all in the Lego movie. That's the thing. And they even mixed. That that may have just been for one movie. Ah, true, yeah. And they even mixed in Star Wars and everything, which, which really surprised me. It was the Lego movie had Marvel, DC, Star Wars all in one thing you know so did spider-man <laughs> that's true yes yeah, spider-man had star wars figures in it didn't it and lego and lego yeah <laughs> interesting and that then was the, the, some of the coolest little blurps in there was the all the the, the hidden stuff around his room yeah yeah the, I, I kept noticing the x-wing minus its uh weapons floating on the uh hanging out hanging up there in his room it was the classic 80s X-Wing from Kenner. Kind of like how a lot of people's are nowadays. <laughs> yeah, no weapons. Not the little black airfoil lasers were gone, you know. Did you, but, notice, uh, did you notice the mix of the original vintage with the, the newer figures? No, I must have missed that. I, I noticed, I definitely spotted the vintage stuff and, of course, the Death Star Lego playset. But, um, yeah, they're, they're, he had a, a original Lando and... and, and uh, Tuscan Raider on there, but the rest of them I think were all newer. Okay. I'll, I, when I see it again, I'm sure I'll pick all that stuff out. But again, going back to Stranger Things, there's a lot of Star Wars in that as well. So D&D and Star Wars are a big theme in Stranger Things, so it's pretty cool. Well, hey, a lot of 80s, uh, a lot of 80s and 90s kids are, are making movies these days. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, on Star Wars Forces of Destiny, real quick before we wrap up things, I 
I just thought this 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 is phenomenal. And if if they have started doing a full on like cartoon and it started, I'm gonna have to check it out because uh, the shorts have been fantastic. And I've been wondering what they're going with if they, if it's gonna turn into a a half hour, twenty minute cartoon show, or if it's just gonna stay a short every once in a while. I don't know. Well, you saw that they're bringing back the voices from the the Clone Wars and and. Uh... Rebels and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and they even got um, Daisy Ridley to do Ray and Felicity Jones. Supposedly, when they do the, um, there's one with uh, Jen Erso, right? Yeah, yeah. And I loved seeing Yoda again, and the voice was back for him. So, voice did actor. you see how 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 non manly Luke or uh, not Luke? Oh, but... Anakin. <laughs> Anakin looked. I love the redraws that people that uh, the fans have done their own redraws of that of that version of Anakin. <laughs> it didn't look anything like it. Oh, it was that was funny. So it was like I want to know where he gets his lips done. Where he, what, what what he's using on that, you know? <laughs> oh, Twitter was funny about that Anakin shot. Yeah, but yeah. Um, you guys got anything else to add before we start wrapping it up? Because oh. uh, we've been talking for more than an hour. Uh, would like to mention that uh, um, Spider-Man Homecoming so far has uh, made $257 million uh, for worldwide box office, uh, um, $117 million uh, from the U.S., which is kind of huge. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, wow. That's kind of, kind of sort of a big deal. It blew Iron Man out of the water, wow. the original Iron Man out of the water. So I got a I got a question on that though too. Do you have any idea like because I got it at a discount? Um, actually, what's pretty interesting is the last three movies I've seen. So Wonder Woman, Alien Covenant, and now Spider Man. I've mm-hmm. managed to been able to find ways to get at least half price. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, so do the do, now when that happens, they still get credit for the full price of the admission ticket, even though I don't pay the full price. Correct. Because someone, whoever's giving the coupon pays the difference, right? That's kind of how coupons work, right? I would assume so. And I mean, uh, no, I have no idea. <laughs> you were asking the wrong person. I, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I know, like Groupon has a tendency to kind of <laughs> screw businesses, from my understanding. But, but I don't know about other coupons. Yeah, I don't know. I've got that that uh, metal ticket for Guardians too. I just go in and watch it whenever I want now, and I don't pay anything extra out of it. So, <laughs> oh, so that gets you as many viewings as you want, huh? Yeah. Wow. Well, now was that only at one theater? Or can you go to any theater? Um, that's um, it's not AMC. It's the other one. Regal. Yeah. Okay. Any huh. Regal theater. Now, how much was the metal ticket? That's a hundred. Um, they put one out for Wonder Woman. And I think they're going to have another one for Star Wars because they had one for um, Rogue One. Rogue One, okay. See now, Star guy, Wars. Guy here in Anchorage, he's used that ticket to see it 110 times. I think he posted. Yeah. Good uh, lord. Wow, because I because that that's, the Star Wars would be one that I would definitely I could see myself buying because I think I saw. Let's see. So, Force Awakens, I saw 23 times in the theater. So. I definitely would have got my money worth if I had paid for that. And Rogue and One... And that's any type. HD, um, 3D, um, any any theater they've got that's showing in. 
Rogue One, I only made it seven times, and then even though I wanted to go more, but it was just financially. So if I had, I, I would have, I almost had made purchased that much anyway. So, so you better hope you really, really <laughs> like that movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine it's something that they 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 don't necessarily have too many of them floating about uh, at first, and it's not like you can get them after you've seen the movie already, right? <laughs> I I think they're a hundred per whichever batch they're doing. But you also get some cool merch with it, right? Didn't you get a no. couple of? No, you you got to sit there and and there's a little contest you can get if you after you get it. But oh, uh, okay. Because I thought you got a couple of those um, Funko things because of getting the no. metal ticket. Okay. Oh, God, I wish. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I saw for Spider Man, I got a thing a day later that was like because you went and purchased a ticket for Spider-Man you are now eligible to get these Funko guys and they're all at 50% off but there was nothing I really wanted so I was like eh <laughs> I, I appreciate the 50% off for the cool Funko merch but I'm just, just nothing up there that I want to buy <laughs> but I went to a theater here called the Silver I think it was called Silver Light with the recliners and they bring they bring food out to you and they have the full restaurant and uh but i had found a deal for the theater getting me seven i think it was 750 off so it ended the ticket only cost me six bucks so so yeah they must normally be like 1250 oh no that's 1350 wow that's a lot for a movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're all so expensive now it's kind of ridiculous but they do uh, have a deal. Like I, I saw the thing on the on the wall where they were like, "Spend thirty dollars up front, and we'll give you four tickets." So <laughs> I was like, "And you can you can use those four tickets for any upcoming movie." So I was like, "You don't have to lock yourself into a movie, you know." But it's just I think they want you coming back and buying all the food and stuff because that's where they're going to make a lot of their money on those, you know. My my mother just did a deal like that for I guess we're all my brother my mother and I are all going to go see the new Planet of the Apes movie together, even though I probably normally wouldn't have gone I would have waited till that was out on DVD or Blu-ray. They they got a deal where they bought I think they bought four tickets for thirty five dollars through Regal, and they could use those four tickets on anything. So Mark's going to use one on Spider Man and see it sometime, and then the other three they got us for. planet of the apes that we'll all see together so i was like okay i'll drive up and see the movie with you guys since it's like a family kind of thing you know mom really wants to see it she just got caught up on the other ones and actually she really liked them so Uh, to me they were just eh, they're okay i still like the original better but (laughs) (laughs) that could just be because of my nostalgia and age or whatever but you know old man (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see how. Uh, I like my apes in the costumes. Those those costumes were great. Oh man, those are the ones that I I, I still kind of dig on. I'm just like yeah. Uh, I I I, I got to admit I, I just couldn't get much into the into the uh, the newer ones just because this is going to sound sad. I, I kind of know where it's all ending up. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's true too. Yeah, they're basically. They're basically sort of doing the same story, but in the other order, you know, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The old ones happened and then they had this weird time travel thing and da, 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 da. But it's like the new ones are sort of going in the reverse order. They're starting with 
how it happened and then evolving to because I did when I was rewatching them when my mother my brother caught my mother up and I was rewatching the first Planet of the Apes and then the uh, was it Battle for the Planet of the Apes or something I don't know the second one of these new ones I realized in the first film they mentioned the guys going off into space you know what I mean. So I went, oh my gosh, are they actually going to do the the by the end of this thing? Are they going to have the Charlton Heston thing where the guys come back from outer space and land on Earth and it's all taken <laughs> over by apes, you know? Because they mentioned the whole outer space trip that these guys are going on and, and it's like, oh my gosh, they could bring it all back and, and have us end up at the end of this with a Planet of the Apes movie that's... Um, like a remake of the original. A remake of the original, yeah. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> uh, so that's awesome. a lot of work. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, so, so that's a lot of work to remake a, a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, kid, I, I'm guessing whoever's in charge of this really, really loved that movie, and like that was his ultimate goal. But in order to do it, he had to tell the entire story <laughs> through like five movies before he could truly unveil his masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> Well, are they and are they going to get into the underworld people with the that worship the nuclear weapon? Oh God! <laughs> the melting, <laughs> weird-looking guys. Uh, maybe we'll see that in the fourth film. Who knows? <laughs> but anyway, any final thoughts, Woody? No, just see what's new coming out and try and catch up on. Now I got some more shows I got to go watch. <laughs> <laughs> I highly recommend Stranger Things, man. I can't say it enough. So when you get the chance, go ahead and check that out. Castlevania has been awesome. And all these animated shorts. I'm really looking forward to DuckTales. I want more Star Wars. And the Marvel stuff has just been great so far. So Well, you know that Rebels Season 3 is coming out on DVD and Blu-ray the next month. Yeah, real quick. And there's a lot of good stuff on there with the extras reels uh, that they've been sort of hinting at and showing us little glimpses of on YouTube. I got to see if I can, if I'm going to wait a little while for the price to come down or if I'm going to end up grabbing it right away. I don't know. We'll see. You may have to grab it right away. It doesn't stay on the shelf very long. Well, I still see season one and two on the shelf in the Walmarts around here. So, so Rob, any closing thoughts for you? No, sir. I, I am. Uh... I think I, I, I have said my piece. <laughs> <laughs> and your piece and everybody else's piece. And <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, on that, I guess I'll just say peace out, everyone. And uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you guys later on the Super Awesome Geek Show. Woody, I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, if you want to see more of Woody and I reminisce about old toys and various other things, I've been posting a lot of stuff uh, as I unpack. I'm still, I'm, I've only got four more boxes to unpack. So there's, it's almost done finally. I, I've, I, I, what happened was I had to get the room kind of in order and then unpack the rest of the toys that were going on display and slowly bring them into my room, you know, and put them on display as I'm unpacking and, it's been working out, and now there's only four more to go. <laughs> so yeah. Only four. I should need to get started and then have to reorganize everything. Of course, because I'll look at it and go, you know what, I actually want that over there, and this should go over here. <laughs> so I'm sure there'll be a lot of, um, once I get everything in a cabinet, then I'll be like, wait a minute, I want to rearrange this. <laughs> sure. uh, 
but I've been throwing up pictures of like classic figures and new figures and just things from all over like He-Man. What I have, uh, I just had stuff from um, the Supernaturals, those those guys with the holograms. I just put some pictures of those guys up and old DC superpowers and Transformers, old Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, lots of great stuff. Silverhawks, Thundercats, He-Man. <laughs> oh, did you see that Funko's got new um, vinyls coming out? Like the candy ones or different... Um, oh, you no. mean the, the, the He-Man ones, right? They got a He-Man. Um, I think I saw a Beast Man. Yeah, I got the picture here. They got um, a DC one with Batgirl and Poison Ivy. They've got uh, Sally and Jack Skellington, Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees, and then a He-Man with uh, Lock with Trapjaw. Oh, okay, cool. But yeah, Funko's been doing some pretty good stuff. They're, they've been a fun company. I'm glad they're named Funko. They're a fun company. and they really get into things on Twitter. I can't believe how many giveaways. Like, every day there's more giveaways. You're like, oh, jeez, they're giving away so much stuff. <laughs> I haven't won one. No, me either, but I, I keep wishing that Sideshow would do more giveaways. I just saw one the other night where they, they gave away the Imperial Droid, and they said, um, but what they do is they do it a weird way. They throw a code up. And they say the first one who enters this code gets the figure for free. They just have to pay the shipping. And uh, it's like, you know, of course the code is gone before anyone else notices it, you know, because there's <laughs> sure. only, it's only a one-time use. It's like you have to be sitting there on, on Sideshow's Twitter just watching it 24-7 in order to get that code at the exact right second, you know. It's like, oh, gosh. Do you ever go to their website? I mean, they do a ton of giveaways on their website. Yeah, I always enter those. Yeah. And Facebook, they do they do stuff as well. Yeah, I enter all the ones on the website. I just entered the uh, Stormtrooper one today because I saw that one up, and then I've been nice. in the Thanos and the Kylo Ren. I'm just waiting for to see. They don't close for like till the end of August, so it's like those are long running contests. <laughs> With a Stormtrooper one, the two pack is only like a week long contest, so. It ends on the twelfth, mm-hmm. so some of them are really long contests. Others are, really but anyway, all right, guys. Thanks a lot for joining me. All right, thanks for having me, sir. You have a good one. Thank you, Rob. We'll see you later. You got it, Woody. See you later. Keep it geeky out there. Oh yeah, always. <laughs> and talk to you guys later on the Super Awesome Geek Show. Bye. I just found some really great art by Heather Hudson. And my company is called Studio Wonder Cabinet. And Heather, why don't you tell us a little bit about the different things that you do? Let's see. Uh, my background includes uh, artwork for RPGs like Delta Green from Pagan Publishing. And I have done some Magic the Gathering cards in my time. I've very nearly 200 of them. Wow. And nice. now uh, I'm mostly working on personal stuff and trying to form a connection with the geek community and get people to like the work that I do for me as well as the work I do for other companies. I'm really digging the Cthulhu um, playing cards that you got. Those things are amazing. You did some really good work there. Thank you very much. We did those a few years ago uh, for a lovely friend of ours named Jared Wallace at uh, Dagon Industries. And um, I was able to get 
some of the original printing, which are on a really nice stock. And they're just a fun, fun thing to have on the table at events. People love them. People pick them up and handle them. I've had a couple of stage magicians come up and just kind of run them through their fingers. And it is just really fascinating watching someone very distractedly, like, roll the cards down his arm and have them all flip over and then roll them back and slide them down. These handle pretty nice. Pretty nice. I really like cards as a... Um, as an art product, as as a set of variables, a set of variables limited by the overall conceit, like the, just the size of the deck, the variation, the similar. This isn't making sense, is it? Oh, totally. Okay. That's good. The poker deck with its four houses and its three royal cards plus the ace is a series of demands of repetition and variation. So that you need the variation from suit from suit to suit, but you also need them to be tied together overall. And I th think that's a really fun challenge. Yeah. And it's a much more comfortable size for me than say a tarot deck, which is huge and terrifying. <laughs> yeah, either seventy-two or eighty-eight in those, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've you've got basically a poker deck with an extra royal card, and then you have the higher arcana, which is another twenty odd cards, and and it's just crazy. But a poker deck is a smaller, friendlier size, and I like that. Yeah. Yeah, Rob's a big fan of Cthulhu, I know that. Oh, I do love my Cthulhu HP Lovecraft. Um, I said, uh, your paintings are absolutely spectacular. Thank you very much. Um, if you don't mind me asking, what's your, what's your preferred medium? Is it oils? Uh, I started, traditionally, I start, when I started illustrating, I was working in acrylics, and I moved into oils. And then in the last couple of years, I've taken up digital. And... It's a convenient medium for me in a lot of ways, but I still think like a brush painter. So, mm -hmm. so some people tell me they don't see much of a change from my traditional work to my digital work because what I think it, my paintings are supposed to look like is still the same in my head. Yeah, that's not necessarily a bad thing either. Yeah. I mean, the I idea that's that, good. that your work translates from medium to medium so successfully is 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 kind of a, a brilliant thing. Well, thank you. I think I think part of it's just work, when you work. When you work long enough in any kind of art form, you figure out who you are in it, mm -hmm. and whether you're a writer or a painter or a stage magician, once you sort of get a feel for who you are and what you do, you tend to carry that with you inside as you go from from project to project. Mm -hmm. Nice. So I'm, I'm, it's sort of who I am. I, I guess I leave the same fingerprint on things regardless. I'm sorry, we're being menaced by a Dalek. <laughs> okay. Fine, Dalek. It was just, you know, I didn't, wasn't sure you could see me. Okay. Well, it's obvious you're very passionate about what you do. Yeah. You see a big smile on your face as we're talking, too. So it's, it's really nice to think that people enjoy my work. Mm -hmm. Because for most of my life making art, I was making art for other people's products. Mm -hmm. And that was really sweet. I love the sense of community. I love being able to work on a project and prove that I could, you know, handle a concept. And that was awesome. But it's also nice to know that the stuff that comes from inside my own noggin is finding an audience. Is mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. people are receptive to that, too. That's kind of cute. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. great. I'm kind of digging it. And since we're a geek show, we always like to ask, what do you geek out about? What do you really love? Oh, gosh. Um... <laughs> So many things. H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Um, the artwork of N.C. Wyeth. Uh, the, writing, the original 
Oz books, the ones written by, by Frank oh, yeah. L. Baum, yeah. not not the not the secondary ones. Yeah. Um, well, the artwork in those is just really, really amazing. Yeah. I, that, I love his artwork, but I also love the stories. If you go back to them, most of the original Baum books, the heroes were girls, mm-hmm. and. After he died and someone else picked up the property and ran with it, they tended to be little boys. But I really just like the fact that, that the original heroes of the Oz universe were all girls. That was kind of awesome. And uh, I don't mean to make anyone feel threatened, but I do feel that guys have a lot of their own worlds available to oh, them. Yeah. So it's really nice that the original Oz books were all, were all girl power. I never um, really thought of them in that regard before, yeah. honestly. But, but now that I think about it, you're, yeah, absolutely, you're absolutely dead right. on. So it, so it was really kind of one of the, the originators of, of the strong female protagonist he in, would, in would, fantasy. Uh, I like Space, if you've ever seen the, the British TV series. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, and stuff. After that, it breaks down into stuff. I hope, that was, I thought, I hope that's enough geekery for you. Oh, that, that's great. That's the place where I begin. Yeah. Nice. Hey, thank you very much for coming on and sharing your thoughts with us. Thank you very much for asking me some questions. <laughs> Rob and I just found some incredible pencil work, and it really struck Rob, so I'm going to let Rob take care of this one. Take it away, Rob. All right. All right. I'm a huge fan of uh, Art Nouveau, Mooka, uh, and to see something this gorgeous uh, that, that obviously has as a influence in that school really kind of blows me away. Um, would you mind uh, uh, telling us who you are and then tell us about your work? Yeah. My name is Tara Fernan, and uh, I'm an illustrator. Uh, I did uh, concept work for Wizards of the Coast, and the new 5th edition that's coming out, I did work for their Goblins and uh, uh, their Cult of the Dragon they just announced, and then I also do the new Push of Magic cards that is coming out, I did concepts for them too. But right now I'm illustrating uh, the Odyssey as personal uh, work, and I've done uh, those two pieces. I'm working on a third one now, so that's what I'm doing, yeah. Uh, that's absolutely awesome. Um, now, uh, as I said, we are with the Super Awesome Geek Show, so the big question of the day that we got to throw out there is, what do you geek out about? Oh, man. I geek out about, I love, jeez, uh, I love Deadpool. And I, oh, I love the question. Do you know who the question is? That's my favorite superhero. Oh, I yeah. love the question and the Huntress. They're nice. my favorite couple, and I geek out about them all the time. <laughs> nice, nice, yeah. nice. And um, where, can, uh, where can the folks who are interested find your work? You can find me at GeekGoCon. Also, you can find me at uh, TwistedOff at Tumblr and also TerraFernan at CarbonMate.com. Awesome. Hey, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. I'm here with Margaret Organ Keen, and she did a lot of the artwork for Magic the Gathering. Margaret, do you mind telling me how you got into this? Um, some friends were in on it, but where I really saw it first was I was down at Worldcon in San Francisco in, oh, 94, 93 or 94, and Wizards of the Coast had a huge booth there, and I went over to see what they were doing, because usually that was not what you, they had a small booth. They had all the magic cards from Alpha out, and the first thing I thought was, one, I paint as well as this, and two, I bet those cards are cheap. <laughs> and my thought on that was that, wow, I could get some of those cards and use them in my portfolio, because this was, you know, 20 years ago, and portfolio reproductions were expensive. So I figured, hey, I can buy, you know, these for two, two bucks and probably trade them to other people for mine, and... Then I did Ivory Tower, which didn't meant that that whole theory didn't work out so well. <laughs> I love the Ivory Tower. It's a great card. Yeah, it was the first one I did. 
I really enjoyed working with it. It has elephants, well, ivory, but also because when they said ivory tower to me, I was reminded of a um, chess set I used as a kid that had, for the rooks, it had little elephants with towers on their back. And obviously, that looked like an ivory tower to me. It's really cool. Thank you. And since I'm a geek show, I always like to ask, what do you geek out about? Oh, wow. What is my favorite geeking? I, I am a pretty heavy-duty science fiction and fantasy reader. And obviously, I'm a fantasy artist. So that would be my, my heavy geek, I think. Thank you very much for your time. You're welcome. Pleased to meet you. And you too. Autobots, roll out! Oh! Hey, you've been listening to the Super Awesome Geek Show podcast. Find us on Twitter at Awesome Geek Show, Instagram, and Facebook at Super Awesome Geek Show. And as always, thanks a lot for tagging along. Live long and prosper. May the force be with you. And we'll see you next time on the Super Awesome Geek Show. Yo, Joe!